there. You're listening to Those Real Estate Brothers podcast, where Joseph and Jared share what they know in real estate and all things local, including local restaurants, businesses, and cool stuff. Which brother is more interesting? Well, you're about to find out. All right. First podcast, Those Real Estate Brothers. And apparently we got to talk about cool stuff. Oh, well, we got the wrong people for that. We got to go find some cool people to make that work. So we finally got it done. We got the podcast studio all set up, and we're doing our first one. I don't know if you could say we did it, because I sat upstairs doing all the other work, and you were down here building a podcast studio. But Yeah, kind of, but nonetheless, we got it done. Um, divide and conquer, right? Divide and conquer. Uh, shout out to Scott over in Staten Island for uh, helping us kind of get set up, give us some advice, and, uh, and helped us along the way. Well, it's... Uh, Nice part about being with Weigert is you know, when you don't know how to do something, copy someone else's idea. So it's great to be part of that net, you know network of people. Yep, sounds good. Um, Talking about Weigert, I think we even stole the sign above your head, didn't we? Or at least the saying. What does it say? Uh, I could don't turn, turn around because that'll be embarrassing. But work hard, be nice. Work hard, be nice. I think if the world did that, we would all be in a better place. Uh, I tell my kids all the time: work hard, be nice, and have some fun. So I think, uh, I think. There's a place in the world for people who are working hard and being nice. And, and in our business, you could be nice. You don't have to be a hot shot, you know, realtor out of uh, out of like a bad movie. You could be a nice person who's really successful too. It's a really simple term, but the first time I saw it was um, with Bill Scavone on a on a Zoom. So. President of Weikert, yep. And uh, we we uh, we liked it. You know, the sign behind his head. I think he ordered his on Amazon too. And again, we stole it. That's it. We didn't steal anything. We uh, we're inspired by. Yeah, we duplicated it. Um, so, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I live here in Farmingdale. Uh, obviously, our office here is in Farmingdale, and three kids married to my high school sweetheart, Stephanie. Two boys and a girl. They're involved in way too many after-school activities and sports. And um, president of the Farmingdale Chamber of Commerce. I've been doing that for a bunch of years now, a bunch of other stuff uh, as well. And more importantly, you know, I think I'm nice and I work hard, and that's most of the way, most of the battle. Nice. I'm Jared. I'm Joe's brother. Uh, we are those real estate brothers. And similar to Joseph, I married my high school sweetheart. I have four kids, a boy and three girls. Um, I was a college athlete, won a couple of national championships in JUCO and Division Two, and out of college, uh, got into the family business. And this is. What I've been doing since. I don't think either of us wanted to be in this business when we, you know, coming out of college. But uh, I thank God every day that I ended up in it on accident. In hindsight, it's the greatest uh, decision I ever made. So definitely, definitely agree with that. So I was reading earlier, uh, rates are and have been for a little while really close to 7%, kind of at 7%. What do you think that's going to do to the market? So I think it's pretty clear that that's kind of going to be the norm for the foreseeable future. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what it does for the market but but right now we see buyers kind of in shock and awe and some of them are sitting on the sidelines even if they qualify some of them are choosing to to kind of pause and wait yeah i think uh i think it's a shock to your system when six months ago you held off because you were afraid prices were a little high and rates were three and a half percent now prices are kind of still about just as high and the rates double yeah that's that's a little bit of a little bit of you talked about hindsight before man I, I think a lot of those people wish they had a little more foresight instead of hindsight you know buyers and sellers it's it's so emotional 
And it's easy for me to say you got to take the emotion out of it, but you really got to look at the the math of it all, right? So look at scenarios, talk to professionals, uh, go on a mortgage calculator. If rates are going to be here in the 7% range for the next 18 months or so uh, to tackle inflation um, and home prices stay relatively flat, or let's just say they go down. I don't see it going down, but let's just say for for the argument. Okay, I'll give it to you. They're going to go down. Um, what is the cost of waiting? You should know the differences between uh, interest rates, home prices, and what that equates to a monthly payment. And you may choose by design to sit on the sidelines and wait it out. But if it's on purpose, that's okay. If you're just going off headlines and emotion, that's not okay. If you want to go off headlines and emotion, we already had the financial crisis in real estate, right? 2008. They're not going to give us the same one again. So the next one's going to be something different. It's going to be cars. It's going to be student loans. It's going to be credit cards. Uh, I think housing's here to stay because at the end of the day, even in 2008, a lot of houses got sold, right? doesn't matter what the rates are. Nobody goes home to their wife and says, man, we're in a two-bedroom apartment. Uh, we have three kids. And I've been looking over the financial situation, and I believe real estate's going to go up in value. You come home and you go, I got the promotion and let's get the heck out of this apartment and get ourselves a house with a backyard. Uh, you know, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the buyers coming from Queens. You don't care what the rate is. You just want to be, you know, have a backyard and a driveway and a couple extra bedrooms and, and enough space to sit down at the same table for dinner. We've been in those people's apartments where, you know, you got to sit two people in the kitchen, two in the living room to eat dinner. And, uh, Nobody, nobody's counting the appreciation level of their house. And the other thing I'll say is ask your grandparents um, if prices went up or down after they purchased their house, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Nobody thinks twice about it. I don't know. Was, everyone told me I was crazy for what I paid, but now it's worth 10 times that, and that's a pretty common situation. So, you know, we're still going to have a real estate market. Is it different? Yes, it's very different today than it was last week and, and that day, you know, a month before. So it's always changing. That's kind of the only thing that stays the same in real estate. But at the end of the day, the market's still there. You, you got to live somewhere. You know, I think even cavemen probably had to upgrade to bigger caves and smaller caves and closer to the water and further from the water, depending on the seasons and, and the family situation. So I think uh, I know people are going to keep moving. You know, it's interesting because you think there's a downturn in the market. Uh, Lawrence Young, who is a National Association yep. of Realtors economist, the chief economist. I've met him. Have you? I have, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, he not that cool. He talked about how even in this market, the market we're in right now, a quarter of all the homes that are selling are selling for over-asking with multiple bid situations. So basically one in every four houses that's on the market is going to sell over-asking and is going to be a bidding war. Well, uh yeah, um, you want to be one of the four, though, when you list. You don't want to be the other three guys. That's exactly right. <laughs> I, uh, I know I saw today also transactions are down about 18%. There's 18% less transactions. How do you think that plays out? You think that's partly seasonal just as we get into the fall and winter months where we're not that far from Halloween now and heading right into the uh, to the holidays? I think there's probably a lot of answers to that question, but um, – there definitely is less transactions. Uh, is it because of season? I think there is some seasonality. We're back to a more of a traditional real estate market where we have seasonality, but we also have a big percentage of homeowners that uh, if they could have refied during those 3% interest rates, they probably did. And I think it's going to take some life changes for those people to actually say, hey, this house no longer fits my needs, whether I'm 
uh, you know, retiring, uh, looking for something bigger, looking for something uh, smaller, getting divorced, uh, debts, you know, all those things. It's going to be a, a big event for those people with 3% interest rates to actually sell. Uh, but time heals that. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, transactions are down, but inventory is not really up. So, you know, you're seeing that log jam, which is going to be a lot of protection for price. You're not going to see these crashes in price because if there's only 10 houses to pick from that fit your needs, you got to buy one of those 10 uh, or wait. And I, I don't know how many people really can wait because we, we heard the same thing, um, you know, when the gas prices went way up. I think that was like early May, late April. Yeah, no right? one's going to travel. Everyone's I'm not driving around. nowhere. This is crazy. And then by Memorial Day weekend, I don't know if anybody was traveling in the tri-state area. There's been a lot of traffic. People are still driving. So it's that first two weeks after that big increase. I'm never going to buy a house. This is crazy. Rates at 7%. And then you go home and your landlord says, hey, I need the space. You got to move. Uh, or your parent, you know, you live with your parents and that, that, that straw breaks the camel's back, so to speak. And that's it. You know what? Maybe I'll buy now and I could always refinance next year when rates are lower. Maybe do a 10-year adjustable uh, to get into something I could afford. Maybe buy a house with an apartment, which I think we're going to see a lot more of. Yeah. To your point, inventory is low. And a lot of people love to compare this market to um, pre-housing crash of 2008. Right. And there was three times more inventory during 2008 than there is now. So we are such, we still have such a shortage of inventory compared to the amount of buyers out there. You know, I've been seeing that uh, meme that everybody's seen rent, uh, the interest rate on rents a hundred percent, which of course doesn't really make a lot of sense. But the idea is if that's your alternative, renting a house for 3,500 a month, maybe 4,000 a month, and your mortgage payment could be 4,000 a month and you get, you know, maybe as much as a thousand bucks in tax deductions uh, per month. It's kind of a no brainer, right? Why keep paying the rent? Even if Prices go down 10%, the mortgage, you know, the rates don't change. You're still ahead of the game long-term and short-term. What if you are a renter? I guess there at a, maybe three out of four houses, you do have the potential of getting a loan with a low down payment and even potentially getting the seller to pay the closing costs. Right. Well, yeah, a lot of those kind of perpetual renters, those adult renters have been shut out of the market because when you had five offers on every house or more, you had some real big down payments, you had cash buyers, and you're coming in with your three and a half percent or your five percent down. You know, I got twenty five grand available to buy a house. What could I buy? Nothing last year. Yeah. Today we could get you in a nice house. Get you in a nice three bedroom house with an apartment in Farmingdale all day long with those kinds of numbers. I think the the summary of that is if you have a housing need, right? If you're thinking of buying, thinking of selling explore it, do the math, do the research, uh, consult with somebody that don't, knows what they're talking about. And ultimately, this, the decision might be to do nothing, but it should be a decision based on facts and and, and knowing what's going on in right. the market. So, Well, there's probably only one thing I know uh, more about than real estate, and that's food, right? So I'm the president of the Farmingdale Chamber of Commerce. I, I love getting a, a good meal. Um, what uh what places in and around town, you know, you you live right in Massapequa Park, very close, Farmingdale. I know neither of us like to travel that far because with our little kids, you know, you only got two hours before you got to pay the babysitter overtime. So what's the closest place I could go to? What restaurants you liking right now? Um, so when I do get the chance to go out, you know, I have some spots, but I'm also like a to-go maniac. I am the king of to-go. Uh, and I conveniently might have a little beer while I wait. Uh, but I've <laughs> Good been, way to get out for a half hour. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've been loving Whiskey Down Diner. They're uh, 
their Cobb salad is bomb. Um, what about you? Yeah, I've been uh, I've been all over the place lately, but Vespa is always one of my favorites. Vespa and Caracara, kind of great places. We'll be hitting Caracara this month, uh, always around Day of the Dead, you know, the Mexican celebration. So that's always a great spot, Caracara, for dinner. And then Vespa to sit at the bar, have some pizza and some meatballs, you know, and the, the fried galamar or biata, that's, uh, that's my jam. I've been hitting up Big Daddy's a lot to get ready for mm. New Orleans because uh, we're, we're going to New, Orlo- New yeah, Orleans. about a week away now. The White Convention, we're pretty excited. Um, you know, after you get back from New Orleans, you're not going to like Big Daddy's anymore because you had the real thing. I don't know. It's like pizza, right? There's, there's pizza and then there's Elio's. I still like Elio's a lot, even though it's not real pizza. Sometimes you just got to look at it as bread, cheese, and sauce, and then it's really good. I, I agree. I've never had bad pizza. Yeah. So, well, first podcast, um, what do we want to do in the future? I don't know. I think we need everybody to let us know, you know, do you know somebody that would be a good guest for us? Would you like to be a guest? We want to have, uh, you know, we have some more seats here, and we'd love to have some guests, and I think we need some feedback. What did you think about today? You know, what was distracting? What was good? Where should we be looking, which has been a, a thing I've been trying to figure out for the last 15 minutes. So let us know. What do you think? What do you, what do you want to do with this? And as of today, who is the most interesting brother that could change from podcast to podcast? Yeah, maybe vote. Let us know who, who was better today, and we'll see if we, I could be better next time. Uh, last thoughts? Anything? What is this, the uh, Fast Five and Fox? Last thoughts? I guess so. Uh, last thought would be it's never a bad time to purchase a house because unlike a car where you buy a car and it's worth less forever and it then needs repairs and one day you got to give it to the junk guy, a house over time will always be a good investment. Nobody asks somebody bought that house in, you know, you think 30 years ago, it sounds like 1970, but in 1990, how much did you pay for your house? Uh, because everybody knows it was way less, right? So that was a good deal. Doesn't matter if they paid 10% too much in 1992. They got a great deal on that house looking backwards. And 30 years from now, that's the same thing we'll be thinking about. So my last thought, it's always the right time to purchase a house first rent. All right. So that about covers it. My last thought is going to be simple. Uh, work hard and be nice. Oh, you took the easy way out. That's right. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening to Those Real Estate Brothers with Joseph and Jared. Subscribe now to get updates on future episodes and please share it with others. Want to connect? Message us on Google, Facebook, Instagram, or text. We'll see you next time. And remember to always work hard and be nice.